Welcome to College Focus, the podcast from Black Dog Scholars for students who want higher grades with less stress. I'm Rita Thompson, your host. This episode is sponsored by friends at Worry Free PC. If you need help with personal or business computers in the Chicago area, contact Worry Free PC at xsmail.com. All right. Hello there. Welcome. We have a special episode here for you. I want to welcome into our podcast studio uh, Bobby, Sam, Emma, Nathan, our guests here. So how about if we go around and you guys can introduce yourselves? So we'll start with you. Hello, I'm Nathan. Uh, I go to ISU and that's Illinois State University and I'm a psychology undergrad looking to go to grad school at this time right now. Uh, My name's Sam. Uh, I also go to ISU but I go to Iowa State University. Um, I'm an undergrad and I'm in uh, industrial engineering. I'm Emma. I also go to Iowa State and I'm currently a junior in civil engineering with an environmental emphasis. I'm Bobby. I'm currently a senior at a local high school and uh, I'm looking to go into engineering next year at a public university. All right. Very good. All right. And we have established, we were just kind of laughing before we started, that we are all real humans. These are not <laughs> some sort of AI robots here. You've got, you're going to get some great advice from students who are right in the moment. All right. Well, Bobby, why don't you uh, throw out a question for our guests here? Yeah. So like when your academic life is going well, what's working for you? So like when, when things are firing on all cylinders, what are you doing that helps you out? Personally, um, what helps me out is being organized and um, honestly, I'm staying busy. That, that's what's happening. Um, you know, I can't, and I, I've talked to many people about this, I personally can't be on an open schedule and being like, oh, like I have like a week to do this assignment. Um, I've done that before when we had COVID and it, it has never worked for me. I have to have a schedule and um, that is how I feel successful and that is typically how I get through things well. Nathan, do you, when you say like you have something due in a week, do you break it down where you know what part you have to do each day? Yeah, so what it actually comes down to for me personally, um, because I have multiple classes, um, I try to figure out, you know, and prioritize things like, for example, let's say I have a paper due Friday and I have a quiz due Wednesday. I'll study up until Wednesday, get that done, and obviously while I'm studying, I'm going to be focusing on that instead of the paper. And uh, once I finish up the quiz, I'll then move on to the essay. And so that's why that organization comes in handy right there. Because at the end of the day, I can't go from studying to, you know, studying for this quiz on Wednesday and then all of a sudden writing the paper and then hopping right then to the quiz. You know, it doesn't work out for me personally and uh, to each their own. But that's why I think, you know, being busy is good for me. I can keep organized and I can get things done on time. So, yeah. All right. Good. Sam, what about you? What does Um, it look like when things are working well for you? You know, for me personally, um, I like to try to make sure I get some sort of um, physical activity in. It really helps me emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. Um, And if I kind of get that done either early in the morning or know I'm going to set time for that later in the day, it kind of helps me uh, for my other time throughout the day to make sure that I'm being productive so I get that time to myself. So kind of throughout that process, that's that's what really helps me to make sure that I kind of get that free time to make sure that um, when I circle back around to doing my homework, um, I can give it my 100%, so. All right, good. Emma, your thoughts? 
What does um, it look like when things are working well? For me, I have to kind of plan my day every, like in the morning when I have classes that day or when I'm going to go work out or have club meetings or even go and just run and get groceries. Um, and then I know sometimes that when I really don't want to do an assignment and I don't have to do it right then, what works best for me is just doing another assignment, kind of procrastinating one by doing another because I'm still being productive and getting in the swing of doing homework and then I can go back to the thing I really have to get done later. All right, good. That's a really good point about being procrastinating by substituting one for the other. At least you're getting something done. I like it. All right. All right. What else should we cover here? Uh, so some of you have to take uh, or have taken upper level math classes or math heavy courses. So how do you best study for those subjects? I know for me, the best way I study, I've had to take a lot of different engineering courses and calculus classes and just doing practice problems really is the best way for me to study just doing a lot of different problems and different types of problems so that you get to know the process because uh, definitely just memorizing a couple problems is not going to help you on the exam because they're obviously going to be different questions so for me just doing practice problems and I always make a study sheet of kind of like the key different steps in the problem solving process and that's the best way I study yeah I know for me personally I've taken a lot of like the higher level engineering classes as well and uh, I can attest that doing as many problems as you can to try to get comfortable with that um, is something that's really important. And for me personally, I like to try to go through the notes and try to make sure that I kind of really understand each topic and like what Emma said is create a study sheet. Um, that way, I, I, as I'm creating that study sheet, I'm really going through the content and making sure I'm covering all my bases um, for the exam or quiz or anything that I'm studying for, for those higher level problem solving classes. Yeah, I know sometimes pretending you like get a cheat sheet on an exam and kind of making that cheat sheet is one of the best ways to study. Just kind of cramming a lot of information helps your brain just think about it again. Yeah. Right, do you guys find that simply writing stuff down into a, a cheat sheet alone really helps to embed it in your memory? Uh, I actually, I like that idea. Um, you know, I, I do want to say that um, like the idea of cramming is actually good if you combine it with this, you know, spacing out your studying. Um, and the reason is because, um, you know, known as the spatial effect, um, if you space out your studying, you're more likely to, to attain, obtain that knowledge um, versus just cramming, you know, which is obviously last second studying. Um, but kind of to answer your question, sorry. Um, yes, I, I like to actually do that too. Like I'll get a piece of uh, like a, a piece of paper, start filling out things that, you know, information that I'm, I'm actually like, you know, I don't have the best knowledge on at the time. And then I'll know like, okay, like this is what I need to focus on. And writing it down is actually beneficial for obtaining that knowledge too. Yeah, I know for for me personally, all my teachers in high school, and like my parents and stuff were like, you gotta write it down on a piece of paper. Taking notes online is something that you're just not gonna retain as much information. Um, and I didn't take that seriously until I got to college. But then, kind of once I started to get in that habit of writing it down, you really, you really truly do remember the the information um, a lot easier. So yeah, I 100% agree on that. I know I had a class that. I could take notes on the computer, and I did, and I had to study way harder for the exams because I just remembered a lot less from class. That is really interesting. I mean, that's something that I would think would be true. I remember for some of my grads' classes, I'd sit in the lecture and virtually, in the temptation is you almost try to transcribe. You try to put too much in. Um, but I also noticed that I would be really distracted by everyone else's screen who sat in front of me. Mm -hmm. And it just seemed like I wasn't as engaged in what was going on uh, as I was when I was taking handwritten notes. So 
it's kind of strange how the old technology <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> might actually be more brain friendly in the end. Mm -hmm. All right. What do you think, Bobby? Yeah, I think, I mean, writing writing things out is definitely more helpful to me. Um, like, take trying to take notes or, like, type notes fast just, like, distracts you from the process and, like, doesn't doesn't let you retain the same amount of knowledge. Um, and I know, like, taking notes for, like, still, like, math classes, like, mm -hmm. one, it's really hard to take notes on a computer for math class, and two, it just makes it easier when you're reviewing and trying to trying to go back and figure out how to do a problem. All right, good. All right, where should we go next? Uh, another question I have is how important is a calendar? So like, do you, do you have like a little notebook that you write things down in or how do you, how do you plan out your schedule in the future? Um, I usually start off the semester writing everything down in my uh, planner and then kind of as I get used to what assignments I do every week, I write things down less just because I get in that habit. Um, but personally, I would say it uses Canvas, and most of my professors put everything in assignments, which pops up on the Canvas app, and so I just go and check that tab, and it shows when I have everything due, and then I kind of plan out my week if I have some bigger projects to do, or like a paper or something that way. So to someone that doesn't go and, you know, and use the Canvas app, um, like myself, I don't know what that is. Can you explain that to us? Um, so Canvas is like the... Not, not really grading system we use, like so learning management system. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's uh, so like all my classes are in there and that's where like notes are posted, homework assignments, even sometimes quizzes or exams are posted in there. So the assignments page is like basically they can post anything that's due, it's like a PDF or a quiz and it just pops up with a due date and so that's when it shows up in that tab and you can see what you have to do when for each class. Thank you. All right. Yeah, no. For me personally, um, I do a little, little, uh, little bit unorthodox. Um, just kind of like everybody does their own personal ordeal when it comes to trying to schedule out and plan what they're going to be doing. Um, I love lists, so I kind of throw everything I want on like a list that I need to get done this week, and then then I break it up into lists individually for each day. Um, for me, I, I really enjoy trying to get that process done or, or that project or that task done and then being able to cross it off and kind of get that satisfaction of getting that, that task complete. Um, and then I also find um, I've read a lot about getting um, stuff done and about task management and stuff like that. Um, when you're writing out your tasks or trying to get your tasks in order, try to make sure you, you write down a task that's actually actionable. When you write down a big task that's like, I don't know, do this project. Try to break it down into individual steps. It makes it a lot easier to try to bite a piece out of uh, the cookie or any, any way that you want to kind of uh, uh, make it easier for yourself to comprehend. So that's kind of how I break it down. Sam, that's really wise advice. You know, if you write down something like do research project, I mean, that's just overwhelming. So you're never going to be able to start that. But if you say, you know, find the research question you know, write a thesis, find one article, those things are doable, like you said, actionable. Yeah, right? it makes it a lot more manageable over time as well. I know a lot of people, and I, I've done it too, where it's like you get, you have this big project or this big assignment due and you, you wait and it gets overwhelming until you're like three days out and you're like, I have to start this. When you break it up and you break up into smaller pieces, you kind of work one smaller piece one day, one smaller piece one day, and you kind of do that over two weeks and it makes it a lot easier uh, to break down and kind of make sure you're not getting overwhelmed or stressed. Right, and I know for things like that, for me, when I have a big project due and I spend two hours working on it and I don't get it done, 
and I feel like I've done nothing and just kind of wasted that time versus if you break it into smaller tasks, you're feeling more like you accomplish something each time you yeah. take a chip out of it. Yeah. And I think, Nathan, you probably have seen how that works on the larger scale because you're working with professors mm -hmm. on research teams. So you're now seeing how professors organize yes. very large pieces of research and research projects that might go over a year or several years. Mm -hmm. So have you seen them like break it down and how their process goes? Yeah, and obviously, um, as we've discussed, everyone is different. Um, from my personal experiences with these professors, um, both, I, I say all of them actually, I've had more than two, just, just this last semester I focused with two, but all the professors I've worked with, um, specifically with research, they've spaced it out over you know the whole semester, but we're only one little tiny piece of their puzzle. And I say that because, you know, for example, um, a professor that's working with, you know, drugs, you know, they, they're doing alcohol, tobacco, and other drugs. And um, all I did was a literature review with my peers. And so we were reviewing pieces of literature and saying whether or not we want to, to include it or not into our research. And that took the whole semester. And I've read thousands and thousands and thousands of pieces of literature. And um, so did my peers. And, you know, they had already done some research, you know, and like, but... You know, and other people have done research, which is what we're taking from. And like, there's going to be like, you know, next semester she wants to like go out and to bring people into, you know, our ISU's basement and one of the places that we have a lab and, and start, you know, we're doing some research on, on that. And like, you know, after that, they're going to have to write about that. So that's going to take a whole nother team because it's likely going to take a whole semester just to do that research, you know. So just to take those people into the basement, ask them questions, then another semester to, you know, gather the information that they learn from that whole another semester to write about it and so on. Wow, you know? wow. So, yeah. Well, it's good to be aware that the kind of work that you do as an undergrad is kind of a fraction of what the professors are doing on a much larger scale. So that's good. All right, all right. How about another question? Yeah, so all of you guys have uh, finished one semester in person, but I know last year and now many universities are now announcing a return to remote learning. <clears throat> so what tips do you have for like students making the transition to remote learning? Or like, uh, for example, if I was to start in a remote learning setting? Uh, I think the number one thing for that I would recommend is just starting a schedule early and actually sticking to it. I know last year when we were, Iowa State was like half in person, half online. So I had a lot of lecture videos I had to watch. And I started off the semester trying to like have class times for those things and then by the end I was watching them super late at night or just at random points and I was way less productive. I learned way less because I just had less of an attention. So I'd say just picking a schedule and really sticking to it would be best. Yeah, I think I think remote learning is, is something that it, it gets a bad rap um, because people don't utilize it correctly or, or really understand the power of it. I know for me personally, um, I had like a half and half this last semester and I find that when you're remote learning as long as you stay on track and kind of you realize that you know I'm really in the mood or I'm really focused to do this this project or this class you got to make sure that you really attack on those times because you don't really get that opportunity when you're in person because you know you have to go to class at this time this time and this time so it's a little bit more structured but when you have that freedom to kind of I, I have motivation to do this and to do this other project, it's a really powerful tool um, to allow you to do that flexibility. So to kind of really realize those moments when you can kind of really strike while the iron's hot per se 
is something that's really important to to really stay on task if you go back to the remote learning setting so yeah i i could see where that would be possible i don't honestly i don't know how well i would thrive in a pure online environment as as an undergrad mm -hmm. I, I think that's pretty tricky stuff and I want to return back to something we talked about earlier today, Nathan. I think in that situation, it's so important to maintain really good communication with your professors because you could easily screw something up, forget an mm -hmm. assignment, lose track of deadlines because you don't have that feeling of a daily schedule where you're face-to-face. -face. Yeah. So really good com communication, reaching out to professors on a regular basis will make you have that emotional feeling that they're watching you, that they're that you're doing something for someone as opposed to just sending something off into the atmosphere. And something as simple as the fact that when you go to a class, the professors are gonna say, hey, on Wednesday we have this assignment due, see you guys, bye. And that's what you're gonna walk out with versus if it's online, you're like, got it, I have this assignment. And then Sunday morning you're seeing that and you're like, oh shoot, like, it's Friday, it's due tonight, you know, that's, that's something personally, like, I had to learn, I have to write this stuff down, like, because if I don't see it, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna write it down on time, so, like, I'll do, it, like, way earlier in the semester, I'll grab the syllabus, I'll start writing in everything to my calendar, and it got to a point where, you know, I started to learn, I created habits, essentially, like, okay, like, all right, it's Friday, I gotta make sure that this is done by tonight, I didn't even have to use my schedule, because I knew by habit, mm -hmm. so that was, I'd say, like, a couple weeks in, I started to learn, yeah. create those habits, essentially. So I have one final question for you guys. Uh, some people advocate, you know, taking your free time and actually scheduling out certain days and times when you would focus on one class at a time. Let's say you don't have anything going on on Thursdays until four o'clock in the afternoon, but you always spend between 10 a.m. and noon on chemistry. Do you guys actually schedule your free time like that for studying? or do you kind of let it play out based on what's due that week? Personally, scheduling out my free time does not work for me. Kind of like what Sam mentioned earlier, if I'm feeling really motivated to get one class done, I do that. Um, and also too, I know with engineering especially, your assignments, the time it takes to do them varies so much every week. Sometimes I would have a problem set that's due that takes me eight, 10 hours to do five problems, and other times I'll have 30 problems due and it'll take me like an hour. So, or just like maybe one topic makes more sense to me so I get through it faster or anything. So personally, it just varies week to week for me on my workload and what other stuff I have going on, how I schedule out my free time. Yeah, I know for me personally, it kind of depends on the type of classes um, that I'm taking. Um, for instance, like for my data science classes um, and coding, it's it, it can be really frustrating at times because something that you think should only take two hours, takes eight hours, 10 hours, 12 hours, because you're trying to figure out what the problem is and stuff like that. So classes like that, I try to allow for a little bit more time, but for for kind of your more, your more uh, uh, consistent classes um, that, that you get in college, which you will get some, you'll have project problems due every Monday, you'll have a quiz due every Wednesday, and then every three weeks you'll have an exam. Those kind of classes you can really take advantage of because the problem sets are pretty consistent. Um, kind of the assignments and the quizzes are very similar so you can kind of get a pretty good gauge on how much time it's going to take you each week and I find kind of planning out what days and what times I'm going to do those classes at is really important. Alright, great. 
All right, this was some awesome advice, don't you guys think? Yeah, definitely, yeah. for sure. Oh, my, I always want to create a podcast of the kind of thing that I would needed to hear when I was a freshman in college. So thank you so much, Nathan and Sam and Emma and Bobby, for sharing your wisdom with our listeners. So thank you so much, and we'll see you in the next episode. As always, please subscribe, rate our podcast, and drop us an email at podcast at blackdogscholars.com and let us know how these episodes are helping you get higher grades with less stress. So long.